Thompson. And welcome to Property Matters. On the show tonight, we're chatting all things auctions with Campbell, the auction manager at Barfoot and Thompson. Remember, you can download our podcast from www.barfoot.co.nz forward slash property matters or listen anytime on planetaudio.org.nz. Welcome to Property Matters. Welcome to the show. I'm Stephen Dello. Delighted to have you tuned in on another Monday evening. Now, each week we have a mix of guests from across the rental and investment landscape to give you tips and tricks on how to maximise your investment and provide practical advice for tenants and landlords who just need that tricky question answered. This is very much your show, so we encourage you to email us at any point at propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz or send us a message on our Facebook page and we will get the experts to answer for you in upcoming episodes. You can track us down on Facebook by searching Property Matters Radio. This week we're delighted to have on the show Campbell, our auction manager at Barfoot and Thompson. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us, Campbell. Thank you very much, Stephen. Great to be here. Great to have you. So look, before we even sort of get into talking auctions and all those sorts of things, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and your career path that led you to this role at Barfoot and Thompson because if I'm correct, it all started in Australia? Yes, correct. I'm actually Australian, but I've been over here oh, 16 years now, I think it's been, and um, a wonderful experience. But I came over with another company and, and spent quite a few years uh, as an auctioneer, um, some experience with sales here, sales training, uh, and then I became a national auctioneer with another company and had the delight to work all over New Zealand. Uh, But just under seven years ago, I had the opportunity to join Buffett and Thompson, which was superb. I was domiciled in in Auckland and, um, yeah, seven years later, loving every minute of it. And and what gave you the first taste or interest for auctions? Uh, Well, for me, as a Melbourne boy, I was in real estate over there. So uh, auctions are part of the fabric. It was kind of, you you didn't really distinguish between a salesperson and an auctioneer per se. A lot of salespeople, which I was, uh, auctioned their own properties and auctioned colleagues' properties from time to time. So... I, I guess it was more part of the of the real estate fabric there than it is here, where it tends to be a little more specialised. And certainly at Barford and Thompson, we have full-time auctioneers that don't get involved with the actual listing of the property and, and the marketing of the property per se. They're just involved with the auction process from the start to the end. Okay. And what is it about auctions that, that you love? Uh, good question and many answers. I, I guess first and foremost, the theatre, uh, the, the action. I, I think you can't be an auctioneer without some sort of attraction to the limelight. Uh, but I also believe it's a very effective way of achieving results and, and uh, results that happen in a public forum, I think, are, are satisfactory to both parties to the transaction. When I came to New Zealand, I was confronted with multi-offers behind closed doors and price by negotiation and things that from a Melbourne perspective were a little bit alien, a bit different. And it took me a while to adjust to that. And I never fully got comfortable with the behind the closed format of a negotiation. Uh, Admittedly, auctions can be nervous for people and I've bid and bought at auction and I can attest to that. 
but the whole public framework really does lend itself to um, a successful conclusion one way or another. Now, you mentioned the action. So, uh, you know, I was going to ask, we see auctions on television where there's some real bidding wars and the auctioneer's going hard and fast, like something out of a good American movie. Is, yeah. it, is it like that every week? Uh, lately, it's been a little like that. But no, sometimes we have an auction where, admittedly, after a, 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 an extensive campaign, we've only got one or two bidders for a property. And, and look, at the end of the day, that's not a bad result for our clients where uh, we do have somebody who wants to buy the property. Now, admittedly, at the market at the moment, it is what I could conservatively say a little bit hot, um, <laughs> that, meaning that there is a lot, of a, a lot of interest from not just the sellers, but from the buyer's point of view. Uh, that has uh, led to multiple bids at auction. So, yes, you can see a bit of that old style on television with bids coming left and right. But people aren't fools and people are cautious with their money and they, they want to um, they want to make an offer that is considered. So we take that into account. As manager, do you still run auctions yourself? Uh, or are you more behind the scenes now making it all happen? They won't let me. <laughs> They have too much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I do the odd one when you know somebody's sick or uh, mortgagees or, or things where I, I I can just sort of step in at the last moment. But uh, know that we have a dedicated team of auctioneers that are, have that relationship with the salespeople and with, and with the branch managers. Uh, my point of uh, contact is really from a, a compliance admin. I, I'm there for the people to talk to, for the public to talk to, if they're not sure about a procedure or something like that. So I'm here to facilitate, not really to get directly involved. Okay. So, look, you know, we've been talking about it each week. 2020 has been a crazy year for the real estate industry. How have you adapted to ensure properties can still be sold, even with changing alert levels this year? Well, it certainly meant that we've had to think quickly and act quickly. And uh, obviously with COVID alert levels going up and down and then up again, unfortunately, and we've come out of that. Uh, we've adapted very quickly to that by incorporating technology into the auction format that um, hasn't really been seen. It's been around in some form or fashion, but it hasn't been utilised by any company as much as we have. So we stream all our auctions now. So people don't actually have to attend the auction room. They can actually see through our website the auction in progress and they can actually see the bidding as it occurs. Now, people can also, through our process, bid via that application so they can actually bid online oh, wow. as well so if there is a, a, an issue when we went into level two level three we, we can still run auctions uh but people can choose to stay at home and bid a via the telephone or b via the yeah. app and i guess because we're suddenly discovering now you know you could without even knowing it tomorrow you could be a close contact of somebody yes. so at least you can stay home and safely yep. still bid on a house and not miss out we, we even had auctioneers um setting up auctions in their living room when we went into level four oh, and we brilliant. still had um, property left over and the vendor said campbell we, we still want the auction we have four registered bidders but they can't leave their house and your auctioneer can't leave their house so wow. why don't we just hook up um through this application and do it that way and it worked really well. It really did. That's cool. So with all these changes that you've made, which things are you adopting now as a permanent change? What have you learned that you're going, we, we will continue to do this? Well, we're going to continue with the live streaming and the online app, uh, online bidding format. And I think that has uh, really opened up people's perception to just looking at auctions from a different perspective. Traditionally, it could be sort of a, a property, or you call it an auction on site, or you come to a room and it's full of people. And rightly or wrongly, the world's changed and probably will um, keep changing for the next 
foreseeable future. And I think there's a comfort with the marketplace now about using that technology to bid. So we're going to continue providing that opportunity for people, both buyers and sellers, to engage with us, be it perhaps at arm's length, if they feel comfortable. But I'm a traditional guy. I've been around so long that, hey, if you want to come to the auction room, I couldn't encourage you any more than, than I possibly could. It'd just be great to have you there. You mentioned there, you know, sometimes bidding on site, you know, an auction taking place, say, at a house. Yep. Is there any benefits, pros or cons to whether you're having it in an auction room or at a branch or at a house? It's funny. I've done both in my time and there is no clear answer to that question. It's the old chestnut I get asked a lot, Barfoot and Thompson. Um, I I guess if I just give you both sides, one, uh, an auctioneer may say, well, we like it in rooms because we have an element of control. And by Mm. that, I don't Mm. mean dictatorial or anything like that. It just means that, hey, we know where the bidders are. We want to make them comfortable. If there's any negotiating to be done we can we can set them as we can take them to a, a private room and have a discussion there's facilities there printing machines etc etc yeah it's it, there's some practicalities around it yeah it, exactly it's a commercial environment on site uh, i think the aspect of theater uh, becomes more um, paramount but then theater may not always translate to more money it, it really depends on circumstances yeah. Yeah, I just sort of a picture the, the emotions perhaps a little bit stronger if you're standing on the front steps of the house going, no, we want this, let's find five grand more. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite possibly until you hear the neighbour's dog barking. Yeah, 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 true, <laughs> true. <laughs> so how many auctions do your team do on an average each week or at the moment at least? Well, if you had asked me this time last year, I'd give you a totally different figure. But we've got, um, I may be wrong by one or two, but I think we've got 311 auctions uh, this week. Wow. Yeah. And how many in your team? Sorry, how many? How many auctioneers in your team? Oh, uh, after well, that five. Meeting? Five and a half, if you include me. So a busy week. Yeah, very busy. <laughs> now, there was an expectation when all this started that house sales would actually slow down this year, but that hasn't been the case. So what's your observation on how the market is coping this year, or at least this second half of the year? Again, it's a question I'm getting asked a lot by the media. It's it's a difficult one because I, hand on heart, I was one of those people that said um, eight, how, nine months ago we're going to have a tough year with COVID and, and I think you could rationally argue that mm. because we have this great uncertainty but I've been proven wrong. Uh, I tend to look at it from an outsider's point of view and by that I mean... Having been in New Zealand long enough now, Kiwis love property and there is a certain safety and certainty about reinvesting in the place that you love and the place that at the moment is the envy of the world, perhaps, if I could be so bold. Mm. Uh, Certainly my Australian friends are are saying that. And because of that compounding factor and what else you're going to do with your money and low interest rates, et cetera, et cetera, I think there's a strong emotional aspect to this property boom that hasn't been discussed by the commentators. And I think the the, the realisation that this is the place to be and this is the place to be in the the future, I think, is driving a lot of that. Mm -hmm, That's excellent. So you, you see this continuing for a while? I do, I do. Uh, my partner and I were up north a, a couple of weeks ago and uh, I was talking to our branch manager up in Kirikiri and I said, wow, this place is booming. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, it's it's, it's people who have decided sort of bringing retirement forward a couple right. of years and moving uh, up north or south or, or wherever the case is. Uh, and the slack from that, if I could use that word, moving up north, is being taken up by first-time buyers, investors, people trading, people moving up, scaling down, etc. throughout greater Auckland. Wow. 
So tell us a little bit more about your team. I guess they bring a wealth of experience. How have they coped and adapted to the changes this year? I think they drink a lot more coffee. <laughs> Unless you said <see> coffee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, look, they've coped exceptionally well. They really have. Um, I'm very proud of them because the volume that we do, they've really had to step up and the energy levels... Uh, people look at an auctioneer and they go, well, you know, he or she, you know, they're doing all right. But that may be the, the 12th auction or the 22nd auction yeah. they've called. And they look as fresh on the 22nd auction as they did on the first. And and that takes, well, it takes experience, but it takes uh, time on the job. They've also adapted to the technology. Uh, and they're sort of my age, so we, we're sort of, you know, we're not completely grown up familiar with the internet and computers but they're they're very adaptable to the changes that have been in in some respect forced upon us yeah now they've got to get used to a camera watching them right <laughs> through the whole process it has stopped the banter a little bit at the uh, yeah. at the lectern but yeah 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 i can imagine that so what advice would you give someone who's looking to buy at an auction and perhaps it's their first experience they're sitting there quite nervous first of all don't give up okay um just jump into the process and the process in this case is do your homework find out an area that you want to live first and foremost and be realist, realistic about your goals particularly if you're a first home buyer do your research go to as many auctions as you possibly can right and i even though i'm not a first home buyer when i bought my property uh three years ago in inner city auckland i lost the first four auctions i went to i think it was four and that kind of prepped me for the next one and, and it mm. made me realistic as to what my buying expectations could be. So I don't want to sound that you have to go through a bit of pain to get the pleasure, mm. but that happens to most people. It's very rare that somebody will go to their first auction and walk out with a signed sale and purchase agreement. And I guess it's just getting used to the whole atmosphere, experience, the process, what it's like. Yeah. yeah. If I could offer the best advice is that if you're a first-timer to an auction, get your hand up early, not to make it easier for you or the auctioneer or anybody else, but it's funny. Once you've raised that hand once, <laughs> it's a lot easier to do it again. Sounds very dangerous. Are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a sales agent role at an auction? If, I, if I'm looking to, to purchase or I'm selling, what, what's their role? It's really to help the auction process and the auctioneer so if i'm an if i'm the auctioneer and you're the salesperson i really need as much feedback from you prior to the auction so i want to know what sort of interest we've got what price expectations are anything i need to know about the property from a disclosure point of view that sort of thing during the auction it's just wonderful to see a salesperson go up and, and get the initial bid because it kind of flows from my previous point the first bid's very important right. but to get the actual first bid from anybody in the auction is important because you know guess what hey we started now yeah yeah so i really enjoy seeing salespeople become part of the theater i i there's a few um, auctioneers in new zealand will say no i want them separated it's all up to us I, I don't agree i think we we need to all work together and facilitate the best deal for our client well and i guess hopefully they've actually brought that client in the door for you anyway correct yeah, yeah. Their, their job really is to get us the bidders and we take care of the rest but they do have a role on auction day and that's to help with the process excellent well, we're going to take a music break in a second but before i do what do auctioneers accept as bids? So is it like television <laughs> where if I scratch my nose, I'm going to money. end up with a house? Money, Stephen. We just accept money, <laughs> just nothing accept- else. <laughs> <laughs> is it just the good old hand up these days? Look, 
Yes, more often than not, it's, it's quite an obvious signal. You will get an experienced player or an investor who just looks at you and you have that eye contact and he'll just nod. Wow. If that happens to me, I'll clarify it. Sir, that was a bit, and he'll nod again and say, great, thank you, and move on. And then he'll do it again and I don't have to clarify yep. it. Yeah, but you'll check in yep. with COVID. It's not someone trying to hold in a sneeze or a cough because <laughs> they're too nervous. All right, let's take a little music break now and we'll catch up with Campbell after the break.
And the wonderful Mutton Birds with Dominion Road. And that was a request sent in by Mike Munro. So thanks, Mike. Uh, we do try and play songs around houses, so I'm guessing it was all around purchasing an auction on Dominion Road. That's what I'm going with. Thanks, Mike. And now remember, this is your show. So during the week, feel free to email us questions to propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz. We'll get the answers for you and share on air, plus we'll reply back. Next week, we have Diane from Real Landlord Insurance on the show with advice and tips for owners of investment properties around what insurance they need to make sure that they are fully covered. Now, if you've just joined us, we're chatting with Campbell, the auction manager at Barfoot and Thompson. And I'm interested, Campbell, now to switch topic a little bit to the career of an auctioneer. And in case someone listening is interested in a bit of a career move, what would you say makes a good auctioneer? Okay, well, I think from the theatre point of view, yes, you need some confidence to get up in front of people and and, uh, yell. Uh, But from my background, it was really part, as I mentioned before, a transition from sales into auctioneering because it was part of the the same sort of fabric back in Melbourne. Here it is more specialised. So, And I think I can honestly say that the Kiwis are on the whole much better than the Australians because they are specialised auctioneers and they continue to train um, all the time to do it. To start off as an auctioneer in property, I I truly believe it does help, uh, greatly help for you to be a salesperson first. Right. Because one of the roles of an auctioneer is not just to call the auction, and that's what the public perception is, but it's also to negotiate a deal. So if I pause an auction because I'm at a level where I can't sell the property, then I'm going to go and have a chat to the highest bidder at least and attempt to sort of get a negotiation underway where we can get the property on the market and then consequently sell it. And the ability to relate to a bidder in the room is really no different than the ability to relate to a buyer on site asking you difficult questions about the property or price expectations. So I feel that somebody with general real estate experience has a good grounding to become an auctioneer. The next step, of course, is the actual training itself, and there's quite a few people in New Zealand that do that, uh, and I believe, though I'm not 100% up to date on this, the Rhines may still offer that sort of course through people like John Abbott and, and others. Mark Summage, of course, is a, an identity in the auctioneering world, offers that uh, uh, that service as well, and, and a few others. So to buddy up with these sort of guys um, and learn from the best, I think, is important. And a few weeks ago you had some auction championships, so there's even events that take place in New Zealand where people can hone their craft and watch others, I guess. Absolutely, and the auction champs are an important part of the fabric of the auction year's calendar in New Zealand, and it's not just the newbies, it's the old people like myself, except, uh, (coughs) hand on heart, I didn't go in this year, but two of my team did and did very, very well, so... You go into the champs to improve as an auctioneer. You upskill and you're judged by your peers. And it's actually a very nervous thing for an auctioneer to do much, much harder yeah. than calling an expensive property in an auction room or on site in Rimuera or somewhere. And especially, I guess, as your peers are from also from your opposition. <clears throat> Correct. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I, look, doing some research, I was, I was delighted to see that there's also a school's auctioneering competition, a great way for someone in a high school to see if that's a possible career path. Um, I I know your auctioneers get involved in things like that. Um, you know, 
as as a young person, this this is something that they could track towards as a as a career move. Absolutely, and I think that's an important part of our business is looking towards the future. You you tend to get sometimes in industries people dominate a certain group of people dominate, and then suddenly, well, what's our succession plan? And I think the institute and certain auctioneers have taken it upon upon themselves to go out and look for very young talent in this case. But that's fantastic because even if they don't go on to get into real estate and become an auctioneer that the skills that they learn being an auctioneer are held they may even go for your job Stephen. i don't yeah, know absolutely but, it's all good communication yeah. practice and standing in front of people confidence yeah. public speaking they're skills that people will need moving forward absolutely so if someone's looking at potentially this being a career path what should they do is there a place that they should go or should it be go and sign up at a branch and get involved from a sales level first and perhaps signal to the branch manager this is a path you're keen on? Absolutely. I, I think that's the best way forward. I think you need an understanding of sales, real estate in general. Uh, without that, I think you become a bit too clinical and it's picked up very quickly because we only have a job because salespeople decide to use us. That, that's the right. fundamental basis. Yeah. And if I can't prove my worth to a salesperson or if the salesperson thinks that he or she knows much more about this business than I do, then I've got a problem. So I think the first step, as I said, is to get that real estate experience. And then, of course, talk to your branch manager or talk to your manager and say, look, I've got some interest here. Mm. Now, they may or may not direct them uh, my way. We've had a a novice uh, auctioneer for the champs this year that two of my guys, two of the um, senior auctioneers took under their wing and helped train, which was fantastic. And we went and supported him at the championships. Uh, And then that would be the progression and then wait for an opportunity. That's great. So, look, from a Property Matters show point of view, we have a lot of uh, potential investors listening to our show. So as someone who sees properties selling literally every day, what advice do you have for a new investor wanting to purchase that rental property? I, I guess all the safeguards first, you know, do your homework, make make sure that you have the ability to finance this straight up. Please don't come to an auction room with the expectation that you'll work out your finance later. Right. Have that limit mm-hmm. because an investor should be looking at this very, um, very realistically in terms of a business investment. And it's pretty good at the moment because really what else are you going to do with your money? So do the homework. Second thing is, again, if you're brand new to this type of investment and therefore auctions, go to as many auctions as you can. You will see other investors there and they're probably quite good to look at and study and just copy as to what they may be doing in the auction room. Know what your limit is and know when to walk away. Okay. And if you're a salesperson listening, what advice do you give them when trying to encourage a vendor to sell at an auction? I could almost be a little smart and say you'd have to give me a good reason why you wouldn't sell that auction in the current climate. But I would not suggest that to a salesperson <laughs> to say to a potential vendor. Um, it's our duty to present uh, different marketing options to a vendor at the moment. And without being silly about it, auctions certainly are in the limelight and for all the right reasons. So I think uh, a competent salesperson has to offer that as one of their choice offerings for a potential vendor saying this is what we can do and then the benefits surrounding that process and the team that say Barford and Thompson supplies in order to achieve a result. Okay so yeah it's it's one of the tools in the toolbox but one that's proving really good results. Yeah I I got into it because it was effective I didn't get into it because I thought oh gee auctions are cool no no I did it because it made money for my clients and etc and that's why. Fair enough. Are there better times of the year to auction your property? No. <laughs> okay. That was an easy answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I get a lot of, uh, oh, we're going to wait for spring or something. Now, if you have a couple of acres of rose gardens or something, look, I, I get it. But price is determined upon supply. And if we have a downturn, which we really haven't this year, by the way, but if we have a downturn in the winter months, then the buyers don't go away because it's more cloudier. Uh, they're still there. They're financed. They're looking to purchase. They've just got a limited supply to choose from. So we actually see some great prices in winter because of the stock situation. Now, this year is unusual for many, many reasons, and we've seen a stock issue really from the get-go all the way through. Is that driving the market? Yeah, perhaps, but it's also been driven by the buyers who have saying, well, what else am I going to do with my money as per our conversation a few minutes ago? Mm. Um, I lost my train of thought there. The next question I was going to ask the biggest learning for 2020? Personally or? <laughs> for business-wise. Business-wise? Business-wise. I'm quiz you personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, ju- just get on with it. It's... Um, it, Look, it's been a real ride for the whole auction team and myself included. And um, we, we get to the office and it's just controlled sort of, not mayhem, but it, everybody has a job to do and I'm very proud that everybody's doing their job. The lesson that I've learned, um, give people space to go and just do their thing. Um, I, I, in the whole team, have perhaps the easiest job. I've got a, a PA, Annalise, and she pretty much runs the thing. So I, I give her the authority to make the decisions. I, I allow her to make the call on my behalf if I'm not there. And I say, hey, if you get it wrong, I don't care. You know, yeah. you, you've been tasked with making the decision and I don't always get it right. So I, I think that's part of an effective team. And well, that's what I'm trying to build anyway. Well, it's good. I remember my question. It was, the, is there an ideal period of time from when a property is listed to when it should go to auction? I mean, you see some, they seem to be a couple of weeks. Others are much further. Yeah. When I arrived here in 2004, it was four weeks. Um, and then a few years ago, it was three weeks. And, and now we're doing two-week campaigns. I'm not suggesting that's a good thing, by the way, because I think, okay, well, you've got a two-week window instead of a three-week window or three-and-a-half-week window. Um it really depends on the vendor's needs as to what their future holds in terms of where they're going next. It depends to some degree on the property. If it's going to be a traditional sought-after, renovated um, bungalow in Ponsonby or somewhere, you may expect some genuine interest that has already been looking for some time, if not months, so are quite prepared to move quickly. I guess the proof in the pudding, Stephen, is that we're getting a lot of pre-auction offers on property, so a property hits the market, we, we get early offers. So it says to me that a two- or three-week campaign is is probably on the money. And if a pre-offer comes in, does that mean it triggers an earlier auction or is it all settled before an auction? No, it triggers the auction because we've always believed that the vendor has signed up and right. expected an auction, so let's give them that auction. Uh, if an offer comes through, there's a procedure that we follow and that offer is held in place and we bring the auction forward. And, uh, okay, there, there are certain advantages and disadvantages to that. Obviously, if the vendor accepts that offer, it's subject to any other bid at the auction when it occurs a couple of days later. So that becomes your starting bid? Yep, right. exactly. Yep. Okay. All right, um, I'm going to turn personal now oh. for the end of the show. No yeah. pressure. But <laughs> I know your family's back in Australia. How have they coped with this busy year? And they're in Melbourne, is that right? Yeah, they How are. How have they coped? Um, my oldest daughter's at Melbourne University, so she's 
doing it by correspondence from her apartment. She's moved out of her mum's place. She's sick of that. Um, Not studying real estate? No, <laughs> no, no. Criminology and psychology. Oh, wow. So uh, a little more interesting perhaps. Mm, but Smart um, cookie. Yeah, didn't get it from my side of the family. <laughs> um, and the younger one's still at school and uh, she seems to be enjoying things, I think. Um, bees at a May that Melbourne's not a bad place to be locked up. The 5k radius from where they live has a lot of parks and things. So I, I think they've done all right, but um, time will tell. I do miss them. I really yeah. miss them a lot. Absolutely, especially with travel so so impossible at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It, it is difficult. Yeah. So I imagine it's a it's it's a high pressured role. It's a busy week. How do you relax? I understand you do a lot of running. <laughs> Yeah, it's a theme that's come up. I, I, I had a pretty tough um, 2019 for different reasons, and I thought, oh, um, stuff this. I'm, I'm just going for a run. And little Forrest Gump, I just didn't stop. And um, I, I have a few friends that run, and we got together. And uh, anyway, 2020 came along, and I, I was forced to exercise because there wasn't much else to do while you're locked at home other than run around the block. And a couple of other auctioneer mates of mine uh, who aren't affiliated with Barfoots but we're old mates for going back quite a few years, they said, oh, come on, Campbell, let, let's do an ultra marathon." I thought, well, that's stupid. And uh, we did. We did it about four weeks ago and uh, survived and we're, we're aiming for our next one um, Tarawira in February. So that takes me away from real estate. That yeah. takes me away from the pressure and just puts a lot of pain through my body <laughs> and that's a good distraction. Nice. So what are your personal goals for 2021? Whoa, After oh, this that, crazy year. Yeah, I, it's funny, a question like that, Stephen, because I'm, I'm too busy, as I said before, trying to keep a lid on things and just getting through this year. I, I guess from 2021 that we have things a little more organised and we're not sort of um, blindsided. And I don't think we will be. We've, we've been through this twice. Now, if it happens again, God forbid, well, that's life and we'll deal with it. Uh, my, my personal goals are to really consolidate my time here in New Zealand. And um, I, I may become an investor. I, I've got assets in Australia, but here is really where I see my immediate future. And um, yeah, so I'll perhaps be looking at doing that and a lot more scuba diving. I'd like to get back into that. It's been many years, too long. Excellent. All right, last question. Tough one to finish. Oh. If you could tell your 16-year-old self something, knowing what you know now, what would that be? Easy. Don't waste your 20s, you idiot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds like there's a whole story we could yeah, unpack there. there. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Campbell, if people want to get in touch with Barfoot and Thompson Auctions team, how do they get in touch? Uh, look, email is usually best, best with us because that's what we respond to. Um, any complaints or anything, they can come direct to me. Just Google me and you'll find me. But, yep, general and email to auctions department will be sufficient or to myself. I, I don't have an issue. And if people just want to come and watch an auction, um, the times are all available online on the Everything's website? available online. Uh, at the moment, we, we, we are looking to the public to say, hey, please come if you've got a genuine interest uh, because right. of the COVID situation. We do try and keep things to a minimum of buyers and sellers at the moment, but um, that hopefully will change very soon. And, uh, yes, people can view our auctions online. They can get the order of sale online. They can see pretty much everything we do now on our website, and that's where I would ask people to go in the first instance. Fantastic. Well, look, it's been absolutely awesome talking to you this afternoon. Good luck with the last few weeks of this busy year, and hopefully next year we can touch base and see what 21 has brought for the auction team.
Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely awesome. And remember, this is your show, so anytime you want to email us, send us a message, propertymatters at barfoot.co.nz, or if you have a question for Campbell, we can forward that on. A reminder, next week we have Diane from Real Landlord Insurance on the show with advice and tips for owners of investment properties on what insurance they need to be fully covered. And as we found out today, you can even send us a song request, flick us an email. We're going to go out with a little bit of Ed Sheeran Castle on the Hill, just in case you want to buy a nice castle at the next auction. Have a fantastic week. We'll join you again next Monday on Planet FM. When I was six years old, I broke my leg. I was running from my brother and his friends. Tasted a sweet perfume of the mountain grass I rolled down I was younger then Take me back to when I found my heart Broke it, hit, made friends and lost them through the years And I've not seen the boring fields in so long I know I've grown, but I can't wait Cigarettes Running from laws to the backfields and getting drunk with my friends Had my first kiss on a Friday night I don't reckon that I did it right But I was younger then Take me back to when we found weekend jobs and when we got paid Buy cheap spirits and drink them straight Me and my friends have not thrown up in so long Oh, how we've grown But I can't wait to go home